Hello and welcome to this inaugural edition of Blipped In. I am one of your hosts, Alan Ramich. You'll probably know me from ventures such as the Laker Side Chats. Joining me today is my co-host in this uh, very cool project we have decided to em- embark on, Kwame. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, sir? How are you keeping? I'm doing good, my brother. I'm doing good, you know. We got a whole lot of Marvel content this year, man. We are definitely spoiled. And, you know, this is a beautiful universe that we get to, you know, experience. Shout out to Disney, Marvel, all that, man. I'm so excited to start talking about this and just excited to unravel this mystery of this next phase. So, hey, man, I I can't wait to dive in and chat with you. We've already had plenty of great conversations, and we'd love to share that with you, the viewers. So, yeah, man, let's get into it. Well, just to give everyone a bit of a background, me and Kwame basically talk almost daily about Marvel stuff. <laughs> Literally, it, it's either the Lakers or, or, or Marvel shit with us. There's yeah. no in between. <laughs> so, so touching on that, you know, we, we, we and like Kwame said, there's so much Marvel content coming out in the next year. In the next, like, Phase 4 is ridiculous. Like, just how much content they've put into it. I'm super excited. It's a. I, I don't think Kevin Feige will sleep for like the next three years, right? Like, oh, <laughs> holy crap, that yeah. dude's gonna be busy. <laughs> yeah, this guy. But he's but, a genius, man. What Matt, he's been doing already is whew, unprecedented. Like literally unprecedented. He's created a whole world in cinema that everyone wants to be a part of. Like literally everyone. Like yeah. if you if you look at the acting quality in it, like even like Keanu Reeves wants to be in it, but he just wants a better role than the one that he gave him initially. Like <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, find Keanu Reeves a role in the Marvel Universe. Like right. please. Like that 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 dude should be in every film he wants to be in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, you look at the cast that they've assembled so far, the cast that's coming up, like, man, they got hard-hitting names, like, they got, this is, this is going to be arguably the biggest thing that's ever happened to cinema when it's all said and done, it's going to change how things are done moving forward, so, I mean, we got to be blessed to be in the, the, the time that we get to experience this as it comes out, so, man, this is, this is awesome, man, I can't, I can't say enough about the MCU, man. Well, just to give a little bit of background, like we're both huge Marvel fans. Um, you know, I, I I can't lie, I was first an MCU fan, and I, I got so into the whole MCU thing. As Kwame knows, I started buying like comic books and shit. Yeah. Like I, I'm super into it now. Uh, like I started buying memorabilia, all of the good stuff. You know, Marvel. They did the MCU has done a really good job of promoting Marvel as a whole. And I just hope that we, as a tandem, me and Kwame and guests that we bring on, will be able to express our love for the MCU and all things Marvel and help you along with the ride because I don't want to be talking negatively about Marvel. I do enough of that with the Lakers. But hey, that's another <laughs> podcast. That's a different podcast right there. <laughs> Agreed, man. Like, Marvel's just done such a fantastic job. And the MCU especially because they take so much from the original comic lore, but they give you an original story that's not quite exactly the same. So it so it gives you know um, like people that have you know grown up with the comics it, it you know gives them their it gives them a piece that they can enjoy and it gives newcomers that haven't been a part of that a piece to enjoy and they mold it all together in this fantastic universe so it's awesome to watch them pay homage to little things that you know obviously the casual viewer wouldn't catch but a diehard Marvel fan will and I think that's so awesome that they're able to straddle that line and just give content for fans of all different levels to enjoy. Well, ju- just just a little background. Kwame still hasn't watched Agents of Shield. 
I'm pushing him to finish it. He, to be fair to him, he has gotten through like a season and a half in like a week. So, so credit to you there, good sir. Slamming it. Credit to you there. Um, there, there will be some references that I'll make to Agents of Shield that that, that Kwame doesn't really get at the moment, but we'll, we'll get him up to speed. We'll get him up to speed. Don't Absolutely. worry about that, guys. Um, also, Phil Coulson for life. He is my favorite Marvel character ever. Like he, that dude is just awesome. Like. Yeah, I'm a fan of them, but I guess I'll see more as I continue to get through this uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. arc. Trust so. me. Trust me. So, w- what we'll do first is, whenever there's any news or anything like that, we'll break down what we've, what we've heard in the news so far and stuff like that. Then we'll get into whatever new has come out in the MCU at that particular time. Obviously, we're in the midst of one division at the moment, which... I don't know about you, Kwame. I am loving. I, I love that show so much. Oh, <laughs> I man. cannot wait for Fridays. Man, I'm telling you, I th- how they made this so fantastic. From I mean, I came in, and I was like, yeah, you know, this looks kind of weird, like the whole cinema style. I, like, I don't really get what's going on here, but you know, obviously it's the kickoff of Phase Four for real. So I'll watch it just because obviously it's part of the universe. But what they've done, the story they've built, like every week they leave us on a ridiculous cliffhanger, and you were just counting down the days till next Friday to watch the next episode. So I, I've loved it so far. I have nothing negative to say, and I can't wait as this story continues to unravel just to find out what, what this is all about, what's going on here. Well, like I said, we'll break that down sort of later in the show. I just yes, want to sir. talk about the, the news that sort of broke in the past week. Obviously, the, the biggest news for me in the past week, I know we've had um, Tom Holland talk about Spider-Man, the, the third Spider-Man. It's not for Spider-Man 3. It's still unnamed as yet. Um, I, I, I think War Machine being in the Falcon and Winter Soldier is super, super exciting because I love War Machine. I think Rhodey is awesome. Um, I, I love Don Cheadle. I think Don Cheadle is severely underrated as an actor. Yes. Um, like I loved him in all the Oceans films. I thought his fake British accent, but which was obviously fake, but you know you sort of just laugh at whenever you hear it. I think was amazing. Um, I'm I'm really excited. I think he he'll have a bigger role in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm hoping he does anyway. I'm hoping he's just not. I'm I'm hoping he's not Sam and Bucky's sidekick, which you know, which is sort of what he became in Iron Man films. And I, I really need War Machine before his show starts. I need more War Machine. I need to know what I know. This guy's a super patriot and all that, but I need more War Machine. I need to understand what makes him tick. I know he's a good guy. I know you know he loves his country. He loves humanity. I need to know more about War Machine. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I just need more War Machine, man. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. I mean, in the movies he was in, like you said, he was always just an accessory to Iron Man. He was just there to kind of, oh, I'm here to support you, Iron Man. I mean, I guess they had their little tussle. um, And then, you know, they joined forces in, what was that, Iron Man 2? But, I mean, beyond that, we never really got too much of him. We got glimpses of him in, you know, obviously the Civil War. And, you know, he fought alongside. And then, you know, he got his injury that, force that he lost his ability to walk but obviously you know tony helped him out but and then even in you know infinity war and endgame he made his appearances here and there but we don't really know much about him i mean in endgame especially kind of served as a bit of comic relief um you know teasing thor constantly about you know his blood being filled with cheese whiz and all that stuff but (laughs) it's like where are we going to when are we going to really unpack 
you know, Rhodey and see what he's about. And that's what I hope he brings to um, Falcon and Winter Soldiers is that he we get a bit more of him, the character, and rather and less of him just being, you know, this cameo appearance that just shows up, helps, and then we never hear from him again. So that's definitely, I agree with you 100%. I wish we had gotten more of him before, but I hope we can see more of him moving forward because I, I love War Machine. I'm definitely a big fan of him. Same, and obviously Armor Wars is going to come out during Phase 4. Yeah. So, like, that's based around Rhodey and, like, a, a threat caused by Stark Tech that Rhodey has to deal with. Of course, but it's Stark like, Tech. We talked about this before the show started, guys. We, there, there's a common theme. You, you'll, you'll see it when we talk about the MCU. Like, you know, I'm a huge Captain America guy. As you, you guys will see from when we start recording, I have the shield. Captain America is my dude. Um, yeah, like... I need. I I'll watch it. The diehards will watch it because it's more Marvel stuff. Yeah. But like to 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 rope the casuals in, you need to give them more story about Rhodey. I'm invested in Rhodey yeah. because obviously I, I know the background from comic books and whatnot, and you know I, I don't like I said Don Cheadle's great, but like I just need them to sort of expand more on what his motivation is. Why even with what that accident that happened in Leipzig. Or Frankfurt, because they changed it. They changed the city depending on what film it is. Like it, in Civil <laughs> War, it was Leipzig. Then they start mentioning Frankfurt, and I'm just like, guys, it's it's the same universe. Just 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 decide like, it, right? yeah, like to go. it's it's like it's like saying New York or Chicago. It's not the same thing, guys. It's, not. it's definitely not. Not at all. Like. like so yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about Rhodey, and obviously that break that comes into like the whole. Uh, Captain uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. I'm sure you've watched it. I've watched it like eight times. Oh yeah. I'm ri- like mentioned that Captain America is probably my favorite in the MCU. I'm so excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Sam and Bucky, I think, are hilarious. I, I love them in the films, especially in uh, Winter. Uh, it- I love the Winter Soldier. I think, I think th- with the Winter Soldier is- as a standalone like spy thriller film. I think is magnificent. I really fantastic. Do. Very um, underrated. Oh, it's so good. Um, I, I think I think the first Avengers, the best origin m- movie that that Marvel have made in the MCU so far. Um, obviously, we don't watch Black Widow yet, so we don't know about that. Um, I, I loved Civil War. I thought Civil War, like the whole premise behind it, like the story, I think is fantastic. <laughs> I really do. I, I really loved it. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited to see Sam be Captain America because I think the cat's been let out of the bag by that leaked um, uh, action figure. I don't know if you saw it, Kwame. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Mackie came out and like re- re- denied reports that he's the new Captain America, and then like two hours after he he denied those yeah, reports. The action figure, yeah. <laughs> the action figure leaks. Um, so, how are you feeling about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, especially after watching the trailer? Honestly, it got me a lot more hyped for it. Because for me, I mean, I like the the Captain America like timeline a bit. But for me, I felt like their group was a little different than the rest of the MCU. Because the other guys are like, you know, super powered people. And they're more like espionage, st- spy kind of guys. Which, you know, never seemed to always align in my mind. Because it's like, we really have regular dudes fighting galactic overlords. Like, to me, that was always, it seemed so different. Not that I dislike the movies, but, I mean, I think Winter Soldier is obviously one of the best movies out there in terms of the Marvel Universe. Like, that is a fantastic movie. But, 
those characters, I was always like, I don't really get how they fit in the big picture. When they start fighting literal space like people, we're going to be using automatic rifles and whatnot to shoot space people. But, you know, whatever. That's completely different. But um, seeing their dynamic and how it was expressed in the the trailer actually got me a lot more hype like they're you know they're sitting in their therapy and they kind of unpack everything that's 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 interesting to me and you know their story and how that's going to develop how they're going to kind of carry the mantle of captain america and you know how they're going to move together in this next phase is actually very interesting so you know i'm a lot more hyped after watching the trailer again you know a lot of the previews initially like same with wandavision i was just kind of like eh. i mean they're just trying to you know throw pieces in to just you know continue the universe the movies will obviously still be the big hitters but nah this stuff is actually they're actually here for real so i'm excited for it and i can't wait to see what they have in store because like i said with the wandavision how they've built this story i already know this next one's going to be crazy as well and you know i'm not going to count marvel out until they disappoint and they haven't done it yet so i'm excited well, it's like you said, like, because uh, the TV shows, they we, we haven't had an MCU. Like, we have, we've had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I, I love and adore, but it's not really MCU because it sort of just loosely ties into it. Obviously, Coulson was part of the earlier films, yeah. and then it ties into, like, the Winter Soldier and other events that have happened. But and it, it gives mentions here and there of what happens in like the wider MCU, but we don't actually get like a crossover at any point. Of like you don't see a Captain America within Agents of Shield. You don't see. Yeah, we had Maria Hill, but like Maria Hill isn't like a super major character, you know, up to now. She's yeah. Nick Fury. Like Maria Hill's awesome, but she's Nick Fury's right hand person. She's not really like. She's not a pivot. She's not a. A Thor, for example, or exactly. a Natasha, or or you know someone like that. So with that, I'm super excited because these TV shows, a they've they've invested in them like their films, which yes. is great to see. Like yes. the the budgets must have been huge for these quality. It, oh, it's it's so good, and I'm so excited. And Sharon Carter being a big part in it, I'm excited for as well. Because that's an untold story. Because they only gave you tidbits here and there about Sharon. And, like, yeah. you had her protecting Steve in The Winter Soldier. Then you had her at Peggy's funeral where she sort of, like, flirts with Steve yeah. at, her, at her aunt's funeral. And that yeah. was basically her uncle. Or <laughs> would have been her uncle. Yeah, like, well, you I know, don't think about it. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I, don't get me wrong, I know Chris Evans is a good-looking dude, like, I, I get it, but, like, it is a bit weird to be, like, hitting on your aunt's long-lost love at her funeral, yeah. like, <laughs> it wouldn't sit with me anyway, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what makes it weirder, like, the theory I was telling you, what if Steve is her uncle? Yeah. Like, what if Steve, when he went back in time, was her uncle this entire time, and then you're hitting on young Steve, and I'm just there like, that's a weird little dime. Right? Yeah, like, but <laughs> maybe I, I don't think they planned that originally. So. No, <laughs> that's definitely something that's like, oops. But hey, hopefully yeah. nobody's notices. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, obviously, me being the sad sack that I am, who's in lockdown for like most of 2020 and 2021, yeah. I noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you definitely may be aware of it. It's interesting. I so, no, I'm excited about Sharon being part of it. I think there'll be more. I think 
I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think we'll see like three main like different roads that Marvel will go down with the new yeah. um, phases. You'll see like the Earthbound stuff, which I think is like the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, people like that. Then you'll see like the more more like intergalactic forces, which is like Captain Marvel and you know stuff like that. And then you'll have like you know just a regular Marvel like superhero stuff like Spider Man, mm-hmm. which I'm excited for all three parts and. I, I personally, I for one, I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably like the most traditional type of TV show that they could make. I don't know how you feel about it, but it, it seems like the most like typical like oh two guys who love their country and love people and just want to protect it from bad people. That's what it seems like to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm very interested to see how, like you said, just how they can, what avenue this goes down and how this will all connect into the grander scheme. Because I'm sure, I'm sh- I, I'm interested to see if, if any, if there's any connection to WandaVision and how that story is going. Because obviously, that's also an Earthbound story. But what is the greater thing that comes out of the end of and the conclusion of that story? Does it tie into the Winter Soldier, the Falcon and Winter Soldier at all? Or is it something completely different? When is it exactly set? So I think there's a lot they'll have to piece in, but I mean, that's the fun part of this Marvel Universe. They they give you a lot of things at different times. You kind of allow you to piece the story together and just kind of ride the wave along with them. So like I said, I'm more than excited to see what goes on, but my my like for these characters has definitely grown and I'm interested to see how they grow some more as we go into this next phase. Well, and... Like like you said, it, it it's the, the possibilities are endless, and I think that's what Marvel it, it does so so brilliantly. Is like, I don't know how you feel, but like I watched the, the first Suicide Squad that came out like four years ago, mm-hmm. and I was really hyped when I saw the trailer, and then I realized that they put all the good stuff into the trailer, and then the rest of it was hot trash. Yes, but that, it's it's literally what they did. It's like yeah. they put all like they put the good stuff in like a five minute trailer which was really, really good. But then I was like, I just need to watch the trailer to know what the film's about. <laughs> exactly. You didn't need that to watch the movie. And with Marvel, you can't do that because they put in stuff that will excite you, but that has nothing to do with the story itself, yes. which is why I love it. Like, I think and that's why it's so great. Yeah, the trailers do offer a lot of misdirection, so you may think you know what's going on, but then when it actually starts, it's like, oh, this is completely different. No, they changed the game, and that's what's so awesome about the experience is that it's so hard to guess exactly what happens. Even if you have an idea of what may happen, to get exactly what's going to happen is so hard. Like, you even look at Avengers Endgame. Like, you had an idea that they would probably have to incorporate a time travel aspect, but how they did it, the whole, the time heist, how they did that was so original and so completely different than what a lot of people thought. Obviously, you know, time travel is an idea, but, you know, some people thought maybe they just go back, destroy the stones, not necessarily bring them back and, you know, use the gauntlet to undo it. Like, even that, it's, it's such a fun ride to go through and speculate and then actually unpack the story as it goes and i think as marvel fans we all kind of get to do that and it's so fun to kind of bounce ideas and thoughts and theories off of each other and that's arguably one of the better experiences of the whole universe aside just actually watching it just all that speculation the conversations that come from it like exactly spot on and like you said in endgame like, shout out to Ant-Man, first of all. Like, without Ant-Man, <laughs> we, we don't beat Thanos. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's without, true. Without Ant-Man, we don't beat Thanos. So for all the haters to Ant-Man, like, what, what you guys will realize is I'm a huge Captain America dude, and I'm a huge Ant-Man dude. Like, Paul Rudd has my heart. 
as, as a straight as, as a straight white man, I am not afraid to say it. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so moving on to the third part of news that I really wanted to touch on. There's been, you know, obviously they're filming Spider-Man as, and this filming 4 as we speak. Um, 4 I don't really want to get into because I feel like we can devote next week's episodes of news into 4 and talk about, you know, sightings that we've had. Apart, but Chris Hemsworth looks like he's ripped at the moment. And yeah. you know, credit to him. You know, I was hoping for Fat Four. You know, I, I can't lie. <laughs> a, a, a part of me would have loved to have Fat Four just like traveling the universe with the Guardians. I think that yeah. would have been so much fun. But like, a credit to him, but we'll get on to Four next week. I want to touch on Tom Holland's comments um, he, where he denied like Toby Maguire being, being part of it and Andrew Garfield being a part of it and that he'd never met Kristen Dunst. And I'm like, well, that, that that's a weird name to be throwing around just randomly, Tom. Exactly. Like, you it's know, little... it, like, oh, yeah, I don't know who Kirsten... I don't know her. Like, yeah, why, why did you just pick her name out of a hat, Tom? Is it because you've already met her, perchance, on, on, on filming? Like, you know, so... Wh- hey, he must be lying at this point, right? Like, we all know they're going to be part of it. Yeah, of course. I mean... Tom Holland, I mean, I think his what he's trying to do is avoid the, the the stigma he had before as being the guy that was always spoiling everything. <laughs> so he's trying his absolute hardest to be like, I don't know nothing. Uh, what are you talking about? There's no, Nah, that's not happening. And I think he's trying a bit too hard. Like you said, even the Kristen Dunst um, reference is like, uh, why'd you pull that name? So I think he's really trying to do his best to avoid... Hey, I'm not going to be the guy to spoil all this, so I'm going to deny, 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 and whatever someone else may say at some press conference, as long as it's not me, that's cool, because he's, he's kind of had his, I mean, when you go back and look at his interviews oh, and God. whatnot, that dude was spilling stuff left and right. It's just, you know, maybe people didn't catch it, or, you know, but now, like, revisionist history, we can go back and be like, oh, yeah, he definitely gave that away in that interview, he definitely told us this, so, like, I see maybe he's like, let me shed this stigma, I don't want to be a part of any of this, but, come on. If you're gonna, I find it hard to be able to deny this multiverse thing at this point. Um, like I said, all the casting rumors that have been going on, and like I said, even at the end of Far From Home, we got the the J Jonah Jameson cameo at the end. So like, was that the beginning of it? We had Mysterio even give hints of, yeah, I'm from a different universe, you know. Like, there's been so many talks about the multiverse. Like at this point, I find it really hard for them to not go in that direction. They obviously could slap us with a misdirection, but even the stuff that goes on in WandaVision, like, and then obviously even the Doctor Strange title, <laughs> the Multiverse of Madness, like, there's no denying that at some point this comes into play, and we had discussed the timeline a little earlier, is that those movies basically bounce off each other. You know, Spider-Man 3 and then Doctor Strange, they basically go in a line. And WandaVision is, and Wanda's part of the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Like, she's one of the two main characters in it. Exactly. Like, it'll be Wanda and Doctor Strange. Yes. So, it's all tying in together. Like, yeah. it, it, it's so dope. So deny, deny all you want, Tom Holland. We're on to you. We, we you don't got to be the guy to spill it, but we're on to you. Just, just, just to, before we move on to one division, who's your favorite Spider-Man? Because this is always a contentious debate. <sighs> I mean, man, for me, I grew up on Toby, man. I grew up on him, so it's hard for me to go a different way. I, those are my favorite. I've always been a huge Spider-Man fan. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite superheroes of all time, and I loved those movies growing up. I loved the games growing up. Like I was just such a fan of Spider-Man. I loved 
that i mean granted spider-man 3 was you know we're not gonna talk uh, about that one but spider-man 2 was was one of my favorite movies of all time i love that movie and i feel like even like the cgi fight with doc ock on the side of the building that was so ahead of its time like i thought that was the coolest fight scene i'd ever seen up to that point in my life and so i mean i grew up on toby i gotta go toby even though i like tom holland's representation because i feel like it's more accurate to um peter's story books, originally yeah. yes i feel like it's it's the better representation i, I i'm a i'm a toby stan just because that's, that's what i grew up on man so it holds a special place in my heart well First of all, I, I don't think there is a bad Spider-Man. I feel like Andrew Garfield was handicapped by bad stories. Bad story. <laughs> yes. But I think Andrew Garfield himself was good. Like I, I had no problem with Andrew Garfield, to be honest with you. Yeah, he like, was the more quippy Spider-Man, you know, kind of, the you know, that guy. I like that. But, like, I like all three. I, I'm with you, though. I, I, I feel like when you... I feel like that it's that age when you're, like, 20-plus... And you're an you're a Marvel guy, obviously, because Toby was like the first like cinematic Spider-Man we had. Yeah, we'll always have a special place in our heart for Toby. Taking nothing away from Tom, I think he's the best. But my favorite is Toby. Like yes. that that's where I'm at at this point. I think Tom's the best, but Toby's my favorite. Yes, I could which, I could agree. Which you know isn't, it, and if we get all three, and then we get like little Daredevil cameos here and there, man, I, honestly, like. As I'm, I, I hope and I pray that we get, not just because of Spider-Man, I hope and pray we get this coronavirus, this COVID-19 thing on lock. A, so I can go back to watching films in the cinema again. I, I miss that shit. I, I really do. Like, yeah, that's it, a whole experience in itself. And I, 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 I'm so excited. And I just hope it doesn't get pushed back because that'll be... I know Morbius has been pushed back, but Morbius is sort of an origin story. So like you can push that back. Yeah. But I feel I feel like the way that they've like pushed Black Widow back a year, they they basically delayed everything by a year, yeah. and the the longer you go into it, then you'll have to start delaying other films by a year and whatnot if they don't sort of like pull the trigger now. I'm thinking I'm I don't know how you're feeling I'm I'm leading to the direction that I think if it is still bad in like December time, I think they'll just start releasing that stuff on Disney Plus for like twenty dollars like they did with Mulan. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they have that option, and the fan base they built, this universe they've created, they can do that and not necessarily lose. I mean, I guess, you know, box office numbers may be different, record-setting numbers and stuff may be harder to calculate, but, I mean, I you, like you said, you don't want to end up pushing things back too far, because then, you know, obviously, actor, the people, we don't stop aging. <laughs> like, you know, exactly. the actors don't stop aging. You know, at certain points, you don't want to lose grasp of the story and just have to keep delaying things. Obviously, you know, you want the theatrical release, you want that, that you know, the, the revenue, gen I, the money's always part of it. The money's the motive, I, I, all on all accounts but like you said releasing it on disney plus isn't that the point of this streaming platform like they they want to continue to develop it do more obviously original series and old stuff but releasing movies on there like you said even with mulan that worked i could totally see them going that way if it continues to go that route i mean as long as there's no halts in production and filming i that is a, a legitimate reason but you know just releasing to avoid you know covid or because of covid and you know cinema's not necessarily being packed you know that can be obviously stepped around by using the disney plus platform so i can definitely see them going that way as long as nothing in production gets held up that could easily be a route rather than pushing back and i hope they go that route 
Well, and it's like that. Like Disney Plus has like ninety five million subscribers. Yes. Like, <laughs> let, let's say like fifty million out of the ninety. So let's go fifty percent of the people buy the um, the movies. That's a billion dollars. Yes. That's what you'd make at the cinema. Yes. They're not losing money. They, they, but then the worst thing is, I'd go and even if they said to us, "Look, we're going to release it on Disney Plus," but then as soon as you're able to go back to the cinemas and watch it there, or the movie theaters, as you call them in America, yeah. so as, when when you go back to the movie theaters, you'll be able to watch it there. I'll go watch it in the movie theaters again. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't. Th- like, I can't. I can't remember the last Marvel movie I only watched one time in a theater. Like I'll be honest, I've seen them all like at least twice in theaters. So, so funny, funny story about that. Before we move on to Wonder Vision, Endgame I went to watch five times in the cinema. One with my boy on release because you, you have to go open night, midnight oh, viewing. But the only downside to it was the the so. We really stupidly left it till like late to buy tickets. So the only one was. The 3D version, yeah, and I, and I'm not a huge fan of watching films in 3D, yeah. But it was dope. Like I can't lie. When when the portals opened and you saw them guys popping out, you, you knew you, you knew it was a good time right there. Oh wow! Uh, so the second time I went with this lady friend, and she said she hated it, so I had to stop talking to her straight away. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right, we're not friends anymore. Sorry, I'm blaming you. Like, and that's what I wanted to mention. Like, sorry, but if you go to a Marvel film with me, especially a game like Endgame, a movie like Endgame, and you say you don't like it, that's it. That you're done there for me, you know. Um, so yeah, a little little story about me there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I saw Endgame. I think I saw it four times in theaters, and since it came out, I think I've seen it probably like six or seven additional. Oh, so like, and like, even the first time, for me, the first time I watched a movie, obviously I'm just there for the pure enjoyment, mm-hmm. under, like just watching it, but I always, you know, gotta watch it again to start unpacking. Alright, what did I miss? I didn't catch that the first time. So, you know, that's why I always gotta watch it more than once, so, you know. I mean, I, I lo- I'm literally in love with the story in the universe. <laughs> I'll watch it over and over. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Say, but you already seen it. You know what's going to happen. I don't care. I guarantee there's 25 things minimum that I missed the first time watching through that I'm going to catch the second time. Be able to link things together. And again, this universe is so deep and rich. There's so many things that, you know, you may not have seen, may not have caught that it comes full circle. And I think that's a beautiful segue to WandaVision. Because holy shit, what a series this is. Oh, man. <laughs> um, absolutely amazing. Amazing. So, so at the time of recording, we are up to episodes. We just finished watching episode six. Correct. Don't know about you, Kwame. I've watched it like three times since it came out on oh, Friday. Yeah. Watched like, it, watch it literally twice this morning. <laughs> twice this morning. Kwame preparing for the podcast. There yeah. This, this is the dedication you'll get from us. We Seriously. will watch things to spare you watching it 20 times. And I was going to do we, it anyway. <laughs> but, but you know what? We still recommend you watch it 20 times anyway. Because yeah. you might spot something that we miss. You know, that, that, that's how the MCU works. It's a beautiful, magical thing. And yeah, like, the first thing about WandaVision that I want to say is, I think, I know people complain about the slow start. I loved it. I, I think it was perfect because it introduced you to Wonder and Vision in this new environment that, you know... It wasn't straight away going into like magic and everything being really shit and the whole universe around them falling apart. You got to see them happy and like the whole like Wanda being in dismay thing. I like seeing Wanda happy for a bit. 
Like, it was nice. She deserves yeah. it. Like, I don't know how you feel. Like, we'll, 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 we'll sort of, so just for the viewers' sake, we'll break down, like, what we think so far. And then from every week here on in, we'll go into episode breakdowns. But right now, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it as a whole, and then we'll work our way to episode six, which was on Friday. For sure. Um, like, I love seeing Wanda happy. She deserves it, right? Like, she yeah. out of everyone in the MCU, all the, she's been through the most. Like, her parents dying... Um, Ultron, her brother dying, uh, Vision in Infinity War, in Endgame, she almost killed Thanos. Like, she yeah. deserves everything, man. She, and Elizabeth Olsen, I think, should win awards to the way she's played Wonder in this, episode, in this series, man. The range she showed through these, like, each era of sitcoms has been outstanding. Like, that's obviously one of the biggest treats of this so far, is just watching her and her ability to act in each era. It's, I, I love it. She's She's been fantastic. I can't say enough good things about her. But continue, continue. And then, obviously, we've, we've, we've had Vision being, like, this, like, stately at home. Uh, this, this husband, like, this all-American British husband, you know, um... I, Paul Bettany plays Vision so well that, you know, it's not even fair. Like, like we were talking about off-air. They really cast these characters so well. They find the right actors for it that it makes you invested in this show. Like, mm. like in the 50s, like, watching him do, like, the Dick Van Dyke type stuff. <laughs> and he's doing it to it. Like, I didn't know how it would look because I didn't know whether... Uh, stupid me, I didn't realise that Paul Bettany had that range. But he yeah. absolutely does. Like he's yes. a hilarious dude. Like both episodes, he's phenomenal in them. Like I, and obviously we got to know Geraldine, who we know now as Monica Rambo. Tiana Paris, also great, 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 awesome. Um, Jimmy Woo's in it. Yeah. Darcy's in it. Um, yeah. So, but like breaking down Wonder Vision is it's an amalgamation of what. Wonder's perfect life would be. I guess that you know. I know what people have talked about it previously. If you're listening to this and you listen to other MCU podcasts, people have touched on this is probably what Wonder did when back in Sokovia. She watched these shows for comfort, mm-hmm. you know, to, to to break out of the life that she lives. But like, I I love it. Like I I I don't know about you, Kwame. I'm a huge fan of sitcoms. I I I. I People go, you know, sitcoms are cheesy and that. I love it. Like, I'm a cheesy-ass dude. Like, <laughs> you give me sitcoms all day and, 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 I, and, I'll, and I'll eat it up. And, but the beautiful thing is they intertwine the whole sitcom thing into the whole Marvel MCU universe and then they add some nefarious stuff in there every so often, especially the, through the first couple of episodes where it still keeps you in check. Like, hold up, not everything's quite right here. Yeah, and like you said, they really just, so they start off, like you said, just Wanda's perfect life, living with Vision, you know, in their nice little homely community, you know, obviously 1950s style, and even that, touching on just the artistic style of the the whole Wanda Vision is beautiful, how they're able to, you know, kind of give renditions and pay homage to that era, do, you know, the popular sitcoms, do like an intro that's very similar to that, even the commercial breaks that they do, like, how awesome is that they were able to do oh, that, so like, good. it's so, it's crazy, like, that alone is just the artistic style of the series is fantastic, but even just the story itself, like you said, how you start off and you're kind of like, okay, they're in this town in this area but 
slowly and slowly it keeps ramping up that okay something's not right here that that was different that's odd and it just continues to go in that you know trajectory you know we're at the point obviously in episode six where we know a little bit about what's going on outside as well as what's going on inside but I think that's really cool that they were able to do that. And like you said, Wanda, I like I like the development of her character because up to this point we hadn't really gotten much. You know, she was you know that the lady who would sneak up behind people and give them nightmares. You know, <laughs> um, it's cool to see the development of her and even with Vision because we didn't get to see much of that. We got to see a piece of it in Infinity War. You know, where they were kind of trying to keep her locked down and all that stuff. And you know, that part is where. I think it's cool that we really get to get a development of her character, like you said, even Vision's character, and how well it, they're, the actors themselves, their range to be able to act in these different eras and kind of portray that is so cool. But the story that they've built beyond is nothing of what I've expected. Like, I had no idea what WandaVision was going to be going into it. I didn't really dig too deep into rumors and speculations, and even that, I really wanted to get a fresh experience watching it and just kind of going through it's been outstanding from the outside stuff i like how they brought back you know like you said darcy and jimmy Woo. like that's so cool those were characters that may have felt so minor but obviously they had their impacts in the in the stories that they were in and now they come together in this story and trying to unpack wanda's story but the big thing is what's going to come out of all this because everybody knows wanda's this you know immensely powerful figure in the marvel universe so what is she going to what is this whole the hex that she's in what is this going to end up as what is it going to create what is it going to generate and that again like i said the speculation of all this just dries my motivation every week i feel like we get left off with such a nasty cliffhanger and i'm just like no that can't be it uh, uh and it just i'm like no way we're at the end it's like man all right, next week, next week, what, what are we going to find out? So that's always the best part. But this series has gone way beyond my expectations. And every piece of it is just so amazing. And being able to unpack this story and try and figure out. And all the hints they're throwing in tidbits here and there. And how they're expanding this universe so much in episode by episode basis. Like, this is one of the craziest things Marvel has done. And I don't see them slowing down. Well, that, that's it. And... It, it, it's so different to what they've done in previous, like, because obviously it's the first TV show that they've really done in the MCU. Yeah. It's so different to the movies that it was either going to be a big swing and a home run or it's going to be a huge strikeout. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely a home run. I oh, really out do. the park. Like, it, like let, let, let's say it was in Wrigley Field. That, that shit's going 500 feet. Like, you oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's out of there. You know. That, that's a nice little Cubs reference for you there. You know, being a <laughs> Chicago guy, Kwame, yes, I, hope, I, I, hope, I hope you appreciate that. You I see, did. I did. I that, that's background knowledge right there. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, touching on that, like, not everything's as it seems. I think there's two people that we should talk about who I think there's a lot more story to come from. Mm. One of them's obviously Agnes. Yes. The other store person who I think will be intertwined in it somehow is Herb. Um, because I don't know if you realize, like, whenever there's something nefarious that goes on, you see Herb just before it happens. Like, That's in episode true. three, episode six, Herb's the one that tells Wanda that he isn't in the neighborhood watch party yeah. thing. Um, and obviously, Herb's the name of the high evolutionary. Like... Oh, wow. Yeah, like... He's literally oh called God. Herbert, yeah. So, and, and I know they they gave him this identity, you know, when, yeah. when they were breaking people down, 
But also, I still think that look, like just because they gave him an identity doesn't mean that he has an that he doesn't have an alias in the real world. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm really excited to see the range in those two characters. But I think Agnes is the main um, antagonist in this series. Um, I think she has a lot more control over it than than what what she's given away at the moment. Um, I don't know how you feel, but I think. Agnes's main plot was to get Wanda to have the children, which we saw in episode one. Correct. Because like one of the first questions she asked Wanda is, "Did do you have kids? Do no, have why kids? not? Yeah, when are you gonna have them? Like it, I, I am a really big fan of the way Catherine Hans acted. Again, the casting of Agnes has been perfect. Beautiful, like home run again." Like we we always touch on it, but they get they get the actors spot on every single time. I think Agnes has a huge deal of what's going on right now, um, and another guy who we'll get to because obviously we're going to touch on Sword. I think acting director Hayward has a huge part of what's going on as well, mm. which you think as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let give me your take on it because I think those three in particular, I think we'll find out a lot more about them in the next few episodes. I agree 100%, but, and the thing that's interesting to me is that the characters that are all within, um, like, the the immediate neighbors seem to all be able to almost semi-control their free will. Because remember when, um, I think it was maybe episode two, where they had, where Vision had gone out to, you know, check on whatever that sound was, he sees the neighbors by the fence, Agnes, um, they were by the episode fence. Episode three was, yeah, That's yeah, three. episode three. And they were by the they were by the fence, like you know, talking a little funny. And he's like, "What's going on over there, neighbors?" And they're like, "Uh, you know, they were acting a little weird." And it seems like those guys are able to kind of break character. Because remember when Agnes and or um when Wanda and Vision were fighting um over, and Agnes kind of comes in. And she's like, "Oh, you you want to take that from the top?" And it's like they are able to break character. And she's like, and, you know, Vision's like, "Why did she say that?" <laughs> you know, and that's obviously when he starts kind of understanding that. Hold on. Something's not right here, but and Wanda, I, whether she's conscious of it or not, there's certain characters that are able to kind of break the mold and kind of refit. Um, even this last episode, um, when they were when she was speaking about when uh, Peter was kind of going around with the kids, smashing pumpkins and everything, she talked to the neighborhood watch and he's like, "Is something wrong, Wanda? Is something not how you want it to be?" It's like, how do how did they how was they how are they able to go about this? And that's where it's a little interesting. It's like, hold on a second. These char- these characters are specifically able to kind of break from the story and ask Wanda, is this how you wanted it? Are you sure this is right? And another character is Peter, Pietro, whatever we want to call him, Quicksilver, sure. His character is especially interesting to me because he comes in and he says a lot of interesting things. One, when he's knocked on the door, Vision's like, Wanda, is that you? And he's, she's like, that's not me. And obviously the surprise when she sees him. And then he later talks in, you know, episode six. You know, he's like, you know, I'm here, you know, classical guy, you know, long lost brother comes in. You know, I'm here to, you know, cause issues with the husband, rile the kids up and then cause you grief. Why are you? Why is he trying to cause grief? And then even he seems to know something from the outside because everybody from the outside—they're the only people that know Vision is dead. Because you see at the end of episode six, he says, you know, when um, 
what is it, Billy, Tommy, whatever, yeah. whichever, whichever one the kid was like, you know, dad's in trouble. Where's your dad? And, you know, he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. It's not like your dead husband can die twice. The only other person that knew that somebody was dead outside of um, the or outside of Westview was Monica, who's obviously an intruder into the the, the into the hex. So that kind of gets me thinking that people from outside the hex may have been gotten in. That goes to your point with acting director Hayward is that hold on. This guy seemed to know too much about the Hex, a bit more than he led on to. He was able to track Vision. Is he planting these things to kind of get Wanda to do certain things? Because we're starting to see her lose a bit of a grasp of this universe she originally created. They've been able to send things in. You know, they it seemed like they wanted, he wanted to aggravate her on purpose by putting that missile onto that drone and shooting it at her. There's something that's going on here that we don't quite know, and I think you're right. I think Hayward has a lot to do with it, and to your point, Agnes, as well. Because she's been the one to break character the most out of anybody. She also, you know, like you said, you you have any kids yet? You know, and then, you know, she was a big part of the For the Kids chant. There's a lot that seems to be going on with those characters. And even when she was broken from the, the quote-unquote grass, when she was frozen at the end of the road, why, did she, why was she all the way over there? Is it ironic that Vision ran into her? And that, you know, Vision used his power did he really even have to was she already kind of there she's like wait you're dead you're dead and then starts laughing she's dressed like a witch acting you know laughing maniacally and then casually just turns the car around but why didn't she just go back to being frozen when vision had you know kind of um released his power yeah. from her which seemed a little interesting so like you said, we only get three episodes left, but it seems like there's still so much left to unpack, and I'm incredibly excited to go on, but for me, those three characters are really the big ones, you know, Pietro, Agnes, and Hayward. Those three, there's something that connects them all that they're affecting the Hex more than we know at this point. And I think that's why you saw Wanda sort of at the end of episode six take over the whole of the sword base outside mm -hmm. of the Hex. I think that she wants the story. I think what I think what we see in the next episode will be pivotal. I know that's obviously not saying much there. That's you know me stating the obvious. Yeah. But like seeing what role Hayward plays now that he's inside the hex, whether yeah. he's still Hayward, what type of role he is. I've got an idea for you. I think he becomes Ralph. I think that he's Agnes's husband. Agnes's husband. Wow. You could be right, because she keeps talking about him. We ain't never seen him. And I I, I think all roads lead to Mephisto, coming from WandaVision. Mm. I think Mephisto's the new big villain in the MCU. Um, I don't think... I think it'll be a slow burner with Mephisto. I don't think we'll see it. We might do it. I might be wrong. They might, they might change course for this. But the way that Marvel always works is... They give you subplots, and then they sort of distract you from the main plot itself. And yeah. I think, A, I think the way they re reveal Mephisto will be really interesting to me. But B, I think that, obviously, Agnes is Agatha Harkness. I'm sure we can agree on that. She's yeah. the witch. Um, obviously, like you touched on, you know, in, in the comic books, she does help Wanda, you know, control her powers and stuff. Correct. But at the same time, we see with the MCU, they always take... The, the comic book characters and sort of make them their own like yes exactly like you know for example like even like a phil colson doesn't exist in the comic books before he's in the mcu but he becomes such a pivotal role that he becomes a comic book character yeah and 
Then you have like them to make adaptations of comic books based on the MCU characters and stuff, which I think is wonderful, by the way. But like saying all that, I'm really excited to see how they build into the whole Mephisto thing because I think he's behind a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Agatha Harkness, the way that she reveal, because I'm thinking we get an Agnes revealing something big in the sec- next episode because I feel like it's been building from like episode three onwards. She keeps on giving us little tidbits, little tidbits, little tidbits. I think we're almost at that point where she's going to reveal something huge before the next two episodes, before the final two episodes. Um, I think they're trying to build Wanda as being this villain, which I, we we all know that she's not. Mm-hmm. She's her grief consumed her to do this, and yes. I, I think I think you know as human beings we can all take a huge. We have a great deal of sympathy for Wanda. You know she lost literally everything in like the space of like three years. It's so unfair for what everything that transpired. You know. Uh, especially because she was a teenager when it all kicked off. Like, That's true. That's like, true. What, she was born in like eighty nine, according to like the comics. So then what? So Age of Ultra. What? Wait, what? Eight. Well, anyway, she was a teenager, ish. Like, so she was a young adult type yeah. role, and um, with that, it's it's really interesting and. I'm really excited to see what happens with Billy and Tommy because obviously they're Speed and Wiccan. I think that leads directly to the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. But also, if you tie it to the comic books, Mephisto always wanted Wanda to have kids. Yeah. To have control of um, Wiccan and Speed. So, because obviously they have they have the Speed of Quicksilver, one of them, while the yeah. other one's like this high exalted priest who sees everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So for, for a character like Mephisto... Those two things could be super important for him to to, to, to to gain his control on the world. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I think there's just so much that they're doing and like they're like like we had talked about earlier. They seem to be drawing specific, like pieces from the comic book lore but turning it into their own like this has a lot of house of m vibes but it won't go full house of m because obviously magneto and you know that whole family isn't in here yet but it's not in here so they seem to be drawing a bit on like you said um wanda's grief in that amplifying her powers and her being able to do things that maybe she didn't know of but obviously somebody's in here messing with her a little bit and kind of you know trying to figure out things because again going back to pietro again the conversation that he had while they were while vision was trying to escape the hex you know he's asking so where were all these kids the whole time where we hiding them you know and then he's like so what you know even asking you know as a rebuttal what happened to your accent and you know the questions that he's asking seems to be stuff that isn't from her universe because she was able to you know control so much and these are questions that an external person would want to know so how are you doing all this anyway you know like that's something someone from the outside would want to know and that's where i feel like there's something planted in there that we need to understand more about but yeah that those are my those are my thoughts so it's interesting i I want to know who the villain is like you said mephisto has been the big tease um like you said it might not be you know outright thing but a slow burn and then we even got to think you know when monica's talking about her aerospace engineer who is she talking about is it reed richards reed is richards is this the beginning of the fantastic fours reveal so are we going to get all these massive reveals all at one point because i mean you know elizabeth olsen had teased you know uh uh well i don't want to spoil the mandalorian for those who haven't watched but there is a big cameo at the end of that she teased that level of cameo 
people think that that cameo was, you know, the the Quicksilver reveal, but that that's that. not that same level, you know. And we kind of, you know, if you had paid attention to a lot of the speculative news, we knew that he was casted already. So, who is this, you know, high level cameo that we're waiting on? And that's where I think could be, you know, this Fantastic Four reveal. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Especially now that we know that there is going to be a Fantastic Four movie in the MCU. Yes. Yep. Like, it makes sense that this aerospace engineer is Reed Richards. Yeah. And I think it'll be really interesting to see who they cast in that role. Mm-hmm. Because I, I... It could be literally anyone. Like, it, it's such a diverse role. It's just... I, I love that. Like, the only part of the X-Men universe I loved was the Fantastic Four side of things. Because... I'm I'm a sucker for Jessica Alba. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who is it, man? Who is it? <laughs> but but yeah, all joking aside, with Wonder Vision, the thing with Pietro that caught me off was a he's not even Pietro. He's Peter. Yes, like, we we he know calls him as Peter. Pete. <laughs> he's yeah, like himself. he calls himself Uncle Pete. Like yeah. it isn't the same dude. One, he's obviously got the information of the, what happened with Pietro and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's used the excuse, or I think Wanda's really using the excuse that you can't bring the dead back. So this is why it sort of manifested in Pietro being recast, as, as they say. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think that is. Um, I, 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 like you said, I think someone's meddling. I think it's Agnes. I think Agnes is huge to this whole story. Um, I think she's like this. Like we saw it with Thanos. You have Nebula there. You had uh, Ronan there. Like Thanos before Thanos decided to like kill everyone himself. Yeah. He, he he had his little minions, and we didn't really know much about Thanos until Infinity War, really. Yeah. Like his, his intentions. So with that, like I could easily see like another couple of movies pass before we know truly about Mephisto because he's the devil. Like the devil doesn't die. Like so realistically it's not like Thanos dying like Celestials die like that happens he's not a god he's just a different type of being the devil though on the other hand the devil never dies (laughs) he just re-manifests again so with that I'm really excited I I hope I think we will get some clarity on Mephisto just because I think Wiccan and and Speed are so important to the whole Mephisto character and now that you have them I, I, I'm still of the mind that, that Hayward is somehow connected to Mephisto. I might be completely off because, like, with, with the MCU, when you make predictions and proclamations and stuff, you're ever like, super on the ball or you're super off. And to be honest with you, I don't mind being super off because I think it's great, like, having these theories and just being able to talk about it with people, I think, is dope. Like, you know, I think, I think that's why we all love the MCU, really, is because of the different, like... It can literally be whatever you want until it happens. And yeah. that's what makes it so great. I think we get a Mephisto... I don't think we get a Mephisto defeat yet, because I think that defeats the point of Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Like, he's literally, like, the most powerful dude in the MCU. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm hoping we get some type of reveal, like... Because, like, Dottie, like, chanting, like, in, like, a witch-type fashion for the children. Yeah. Uh, Agnes for the children. Everything's revolved around these kids. The kids are here now. The kids have their powers now as well. So, Billy and Tommy both had their powers. Yeah. So, they've got the kids, which is why you'll see the end of the universe, I think. You'll see the end of the hex now. 
Yeah. It's called the Hex. Like, this is all revolving around witchcraft. And I know Swanda Scarlet Witch, yes. like, to a deeper level. Like, this is literally, like, to a level that we've not seen in the MCU before. Yeah, which is totally true. I mean, because when they asked about the kids, and they're like, yeah, they're just, they're not really there. And Monica's like, no, those kids are real. Like, that's not, those are Rhonda's kids. Like, they're actually real beings. Like, this isn't like an illusion, which, to your point, those kids are there, so now what? These kids were brought into here for some reason. We don't know, because, I mean, going back to, you know, standard Marvel lore in the comics, you know, um, Billy and Tommy were fragments of Mephisto's soul. So, is this a way to tie him in? I, like you said, I don't know. Hopefully, we get some sort of reveal, but like you said, I don't think we'll get an outright reveal, defeat, nothing like that, but I think this will be a long-term tease of a goal that goes on, because, I mean, Mephisto has been a long-time villain of both Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, and they're together in their own movie. Does that also tie into that? But this is where it gets interesting, because like you said, there's so much speculation around this, and Marvel has their habit of taking bits and pieces of what the standard lore is, but then creating their whole new original story that's nothing like you would have thought. And that's what makes this all so great and so fun to be a part of, is that, man, what what's next? Like, what's next? You have that constant feeling of, man, what's next? What are we going to learn? But... Like you said, to your point, I, don't th I think you hit everything right on the head. There's so much that seems to be going on here with Agnes and, you know, Hayward and just the townspeople themselves that what, what, who is, who is the pawn here? Like you said, Thanos was a long time pawn of, you know, even Loki and the army that he got and, you know, using Ronin and all that. Thanos was pulling the strings the whole time. We never got a full reveal. I mean, I guess when, you know, at the end of what movie was it when he put his hand to the gauntlet, he's like, I'll do it myself. It was, was it Guardians of the Galaxy? I think so, because that's when Rona yeah. was defeated, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's when Rona was defeated. He's like, I'll do it myself. Like, we never really got a Thanos reveal till then. Like, he was teased and but and, and whatnot. But like you said, I think this might be a great point that he's, that Mephisto, or whoever this grand villain is, is using these pawn pieces to get what he wants. We don't quite know exactly what he wants just yet. But obviously, the inception of these twins has to be a piece a big piece moving forward like you saw it with like like it like what what marvel does brilliantly is they break stuff down in such a way like they give you little tidbits like in the third episode you started to notice like the stork the stork was wasn't created by wonder the yeah. stork just happened to walk out the room and wonder had no control over it so that was like the first time you sort of saw like wonder's universe around her like sort of exploding like yeah. that she couldn't control it then she couldn't get the kids to stop crying then you had agnes and herb talking about whatever they wanted and yeah. then agnes looked afraid when she told herb to stop talking like yeah. she, it wasn't even like she was ordering herb to stop it was like please don't say yeah, that don't to say that like yeah, yeah. so oh, honestly and then like the biggest thing we got from episode six is like vision can only like from what we've seen vision can only survive in the hex yes. which i sort of knew anyway so it confirmed it for me but like we, we basically got it outright that vision was falling apart and hayward's whole thing was not to help him which yeah. again goes into the whole nefarious Hayward having something nefarious about him, which I think is a which I think is a huge, huge part going forward. Especially now that he's in the actual hex. Vision will remember that. Yeah. So 
You think the fact that he didn't want, and again, this goes into the bigger play. You think the fact that Hayward didn't want to help Vision was to cause Wanda even greater grief? Exactly. And that seems to be the, the, the central theme is how to amplify Wanda's grief. What can we do to amplifying Wanda's grief and obviously the two kids? Because like like we said, Pietro came in and said, I'm here to cause you grief. Vision tries to leave and, you know, Darcy's like, why aren't you helping him? And they're just standing there. All the troops are just looking at him. Oh, he really wants out, doesn't he? This seems to be something that someone wants to cause her grief. And like we said, that ties into the her breakdown in the House of M. But obviously they won't go the exact same route, but they're going to pull. They've already been pulling concepts and whatnot from there. And the beauty of it is, like like you said, it's like, I think we see a complete destroy of the Hex in episode seven. Mm-hmm. I think the Hex will get destroyed. And <laughs> next week when we talk about it, I think it'll become a lot clearer as to what the real intentions are. Because I think this has been lost. Like, the, the show's... They said runtime for the show is six hours, mm-hmm. and we've only had like three hours twenty so far. Yeah. So that means like the next three episodes are gonna be like, if they break it down evenly, it's gonna be like each is gonna be like fifty minutes long. Yeah. Which, I'm sure the finale I, will be packed. I'm sure the last oh, one will be a long one. So I, I'm I feel like the fa- the finale will be like a feature film in itself. Basically, like, <laughs> yeah. It's the big so, climax. But. I I I'm I'm sort of confident that I, that Wanda will be revealed as being a good person in all this, who are just going through grief, and people are confounding on it and making it worse for her mm-hmm. in this universe, in this hex. I think Agnes will be found out as being on Mephisto's side, and I think Haywood will be as well. Even if Haywood, um, I, I just have so many uneasy feel. I like he sort of saw it straight away with Monica, right? Like Monica just didn't trust this dude outright. Out the like, gate, yeah. So that was a huge little Easter egg there. You know, we didn't realize it at the time. Um, like he said that uh, Monica's mum Maria made that rule about people being grounded after the blip. But how can we trust him? Like exactly, he, he can say whatever he wants. Half the people weren't there. Like realistically, so he, if if someone denies it, he'll be just like, oh yeah, you weren't there. You were blipped. Like you know, like yeah. even you, you saw you saw Monica's reaction being like, I don't feel like my mum would ever say something like that. Like, so, it's, A, I'm really excited. I think that we'll see, like, a Reed Richards-type cameo in Episode 7, especially with them escaping the Hex, Wu and Monica. Um, And then, I think, I think you'll see the end of Hayward in the next few episodes as well. Because, A, I think Vision will remember what happened and the way he acted. And then once Monica, once um, Wanda's disdain and Vision's disdain for Hayward acts together, I think you'll see the end of Hayward very, very soon. Or whatever's controlling Hayward will come to the forefront if he is yeah. being controlled, that is. I think there could be a lot to unpack. Like, I feel like there's so much more that could happen and, like, try to figure out how they're going to pack it in, you know, three episodes. It's like, man, it's either they're going to leave us on a foul cliffhanger at the end of this all or they're going to, you know, fill us with so much our heads are going to spin. So that's what's going to be exciting for sure. Well, according to, um, I don't think there'll be more seasons of WandaVision, just the way it's yeah. based. I, I don't see them leaving us on a cliffhanger either because you sort of have to build to um, the, next the multiverse of madness. Mm. And, so you sort of need a definitive end 
to this one division saga but also still have the pieces there so have like like an agnes there still being an antagonist of sorts yeah because obviously like we talked touched on strange and wonder that their biggest like arch nemesis has been mephisto mm -hmm. like that's who strange is defending the world from like mephisto yeah. people like dormammu he's the one who deals with the mystical side of things correct um so it makes complete sense for wonder to team with mephisto uh, to team with strange to battle mephisto if that is the case um but like i'm i'm I still see Nick Fury getting involved in this somehow, even if it's not in one division. I can see him getting involved in the whole sword aspect because, like, we saw uh, Maria and Nick Fury were in really good terms in Captain Marvel. So, and obviously, Maria started sword. I wouldn't be surprised if Maria started sword with the blessing of Nick Fury and Nick Fury sort of being the one behind the scenes helping Maria create this conglomerate of sword. If you yeah. get me, yeah. Yeah, and I think the whole, you know, Maria Monica dynamic, obviously they have huge implications just starting from Captain Marvel, but even moving forward. But I mean, the interesting thing with the hex is I'm curious to see what actually happens. You know, there's speculation that the hex surrounds the whole world and opens multiverses and gives people powers. I, it's going to be interesting to see in this next episode what goes on with the people that have now been consumed by the hex. And it'll also be interesting to see what happens after. Because Monica being the first person and only person to go in and out, you know, her complete molecular structure has been rewritten as darcy explained in episode six so it'll be so interesting to see what happens to these people do they become quote-unquote mutants even though mutants have it's a little different because mutants have the x gene which gives them their mutation it's not like somebody went in and changed them that make that make them like a mutate so to speak like spider-man he had his exactly. dna changed because he's bit by something external he wasn't born with this gene so the whole gamma as well like exactly precisely. so it's like those guys are a little different than what the mutants are because the mutants their big thing was the x gene so i don't necessarily know if wanda does that piece and i think that'd be weird to start the inception of mutants without an x gene but they totally could because marvel is you know, very unpredictable in their means, but somehow it just works. So I'm interested to see what, like you said, the hex is. Does it end? Do the people inside that are now now not there change? What's with them? What happens to those people and their DNA? Or was it specifically Monica? Because she didn't necessarily... She could have killed Monica if she wanted. She didn't. But she, she didn't. pushed her out. She's relatively unharmed. And, you know, the side effect, obviously, now she seems to be... Her molecular structure seems to be changing. And the fact that she wants to go back into the hex... What happens when she goes in a second time and does she go in alone? Does she take people? Does she go with her aerospace engineer? Who knows? Does that give, you know, the Fantastic Four their powers in a way that it wasn't originally? There's so many things that could happen in these next couple episodes. Like, man, it could go so many directions. And we only got three episodes left. And that's the beauty of it because you know you'll get a resolution soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's still so many options left. Like, yeah. Kevin Feige and Jack Schaefer and everyone involved in One Division deserve so much credit for this because it's not just great Marvel con. I always hate this, and we've had this discussion before, me and you in the DMs. Is like, I hate the fact that Marvel films don't get the credit that they deserve yes. as being these films with that they, they have so much depth in them, so much story. They, they, they make you feel you can relate to even though they're, they're about superheroes you can somehow relate to to everything that's going on within the films and whatnot like they do such a phenomenal job of everything that they set out to do like 
I, I'm so excited. I, I, literally, it can lead to so many things. And hopefully with episode 7, it will give us more clarification. I'm just... I, I, I love the fact that they brought Pietro into it. Because yeah. it was such a red herring into the multiverse, which I, I told you, yeah. I, I texted you it straight away last week. I went, people are going to assume this is just a multiverse being opened, yeah. when in actuality, this is like the biggest. Sw- it's like some WWE shit where they give you something and you think it's one thing, then they pull the rug out from under you, and it's yeah. like, oh, sorry, surprise, <laughs> this is what it actually is. Correct. Like, I, I, I legitimately think that Pietro is not Pietro, but he's some guy who they brought in to get information out of Wanda because he somehow resembles her brother. Agreed. I think it's something along those lines too because the questions he's asking is so weird. It's so specific though as well. It's like, why is your accent changed? Uh, Don't worry about your husband. He can't die twice. Um, Even though he would, how he's been dead. Like how, how does he know that Vision's dead? Exactly. Only people from the outside have known that. Nobody on the inside is known unless they were broken from Wanda's spell. Because I'm like, why would she want to keep that information in anybody's head if she's trying to, you know, resolve her grief? So, like, like you said, I agree with that point 100%. There's something fishier about this Pietro recast. Because even in the episode before, they teased heavily. You can't bring people back. When they're gone, they're gone. Granted, somehow she's brought Vision back, but... But he's a symphosoid. Exactly. So it's slightly different. Exactly. But she did bring back Pietro as Pietro. It's somebody different. So it's not necessarily bringing back the dead. It's a different thing. And even, like, when they were talking about their childhood, she's like, I don't... Like, you know, when they were talking about the costumes that their mom gave them when they got typhoid, she she was like, I don't really remember being like that. So their memories already aren't necessarily aligning. So again, this seems like somebody that's posing as him, but is not truly him. And to your point, that being the multiverse opening doesn't quite seem the same because it's not. So I think, like you said, this was just a little bit of misdirection to obviously get people talking because it did. (laughs) So it worked on their behalf. But I think this is definitely something a bit more to your point, to your, you know, use of wordage nefarious going on here this doesn't seem to be what it is and that character has drawn so much interest by me like so is he going to be here for the rest of the episodes like what is his thing moving forward but we know he there's something deeper to him than what they've shown us up front we know it oh i think the biggest thing that we saw was wonder i don't think would ever hit the real Pietro, even if she suspected that it's is Pietro but with a different face, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have hit Pietro like that. So I think she's catching on to the fact that this isn't actually Pietro. This is a guy who's masquerading as a dead brother, and she's not happy with it. And yeah. you know, like I, Elizabeth Olsen deserves all the Emmys in the world for this. Yeah, she has gotten it. me, honestly, she's got me so invested in this show. It's ridiculous. Yes, I'm the same way. She's been fantastic. Like, I can't speak enough to her acting and what she's been able to do. And, like, even just, like, the invoking, the invocation of the emotions that she gives just watching the show along. And, you know, like you said, Wanda's been through a lot, and you sympathize with that because she's lost her parents, her brother, the love of her life, all been taken from her. And, like, she's when has she ever experienced anything good happen? And this is the first piece where we get to see that, and to slowly start to see that universe deteriorate, we feel with it as well. So... She's been fantastic. I can't say enough good things about her. I'm excited to see her character develop more and more just through this show and then through her appearances later on in the MCU. Man, this is this has been great. This has been the treat. And 
like I said, these next three weeks, man, we're going to have a whole lot to talk about and unpack. And then right after that, we'll have the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm telling you, we're, we get <laughs> we get literally as much Marvel content as we could ever ask for. And it just hits like almost back to back to back to back. Man, I love it. I, can't, <laughs> I, I love it so much, man. I love it so much. So as we wrap wrapping up the last episode, uh, the 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 last part of this episode, uh, I just want to just say from next week we'll be touching on the news and then we'll give a more thorough break breakdown of the actual episode Correct. seven instead of like doing this whole general view because we missed six episodes like <laughs> worth of like the um, breakdown. What will what will probably happen is once One Division ends, we'll have a huge dissection podcast because there is a little bit of dead time to fill between uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and One Division. So the week between that, yes. I feel like we'll do a big big breakdown of everything. We, we won't even touch on news or anything. We'll just have like a two hour discussion about One Division. Yes. and I think and you know what, it deserves it. It really does because the amount of like detail that's gone into every single scene. Every single line, everything is just so perfect. Yes. So, so I had a blast, Kwame. I'm sure you did as well. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for the next episode. Oh, it was great. We even had a discussion <laughs> in the pre-show before this. So, like, I could talk about this stuff all day, man. And it's fantastic to get to chop it up to you. I hope the viewers enjoy this as well. You know, hopefully we can get some fun guests to chop it up with them as well. But like I said, man, we have so much Marvel content coming out. And it's going to be fantastic to chop it up with you, my brother. Uh, I'm excited to move forward. Definitely, and please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. Kwame, where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter at Laquam James. You know, I'm a <laughs> Lakers fan first. You know, LeBron advocate, Alan and I both. You know, we love the Lakers with all our heart. We love the MCU just as much. So, you know, we decided we could talk about both things. Hey, we're, we're diverse people. We like a little bit of everything. But, yeah, you can also find me. I'm a frequent, you know, guest on the late night lake show podcast you can find that wherever you find your podcast i've also been a guest a few times on alan's show but i'll let him you know die i'll let him uh introduce where he can where the people can find him so alan tell the people where can they find you as well uh you can find me at alan ramich zero three on twitter a l e n r a m i c zero three please spell my name correctly people it is not difficult yeah <laughs> that's like my biggest pet peeve when i see people spell my name wrong <laughs> like, with the e, not a. It, and no two l's please no two l's guys <laughs> <laughs> like i made it easy for you all my parents did anyway they made it easy for you guys four letters. Any, it's four letters L let's just spell it correctly you can find me on the Lakers site chats. That is my Lakers podcast slash NBA podcast uh, slash every. It, we get into everything on the Lakers side chats. We really do, but it's primarily Lakers and the NBA. Uh, hopefully, some new exciting details to come on there about some new stuff that I'll be trying to um, undergo. And yeah, like hit us up on the timeline. We'll be more than happy to talk about all this good stuff, but don't bring any spoilers until at least a day after the episode drop because we have lives. And well, I don't at the moment, I'm in lockdown. Kwame <laughs> has a life, a little bit, a little bit of a life. So, so with that, please don't bring us any spoilers until the Saturday. Um, obviously, because we don't want anyone, even like people on the timeline. Let's try and be respectful of it, you know. Let, let's yeah. try and get everyone to enjoy 
WandaVision as if they've watched it for the first time. Thank you for listening, guys. We've gone a little bit long, but the MCU, you know what? I, f- I feel like these episodes should be like an hour, hour and a half. There's so much to, to talk about. So much. It's so like, and like one episode a week, I'm sure you guys will appreciate. You know, I, I love having longer podcasts to listen to. I, I really oh, yeah. do. I, I hate these like 20 minute shows like it, it leaves you wanting more and unless you like WandaVision I don't particularly care about waiting a week for another episode give me content I want to listen to it exactly. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening be safe we're still in a pandemic so wear a mask whatever you have to do to keep safe look after yourselves take care